This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Not really. God, I'm glad I'm not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> that. Yeah, well, I feel like it's, uh, it's kind of slowing down. You know, I don't go to the big group very much, and I haven't seen a lot of new posts on like the Valiant Central group. Um, but I feel like maybe that's because there's just not a lot of news dropping, so it's all on us to, like, make the content, you know? Yeah, well, the Valiant Central group that we made is, like, just there for conversation, and I think that more people have been getting involved in just, like, doing whatever on it, which is cool, but, like, Martin doesn't go on, he doesn't go on Facebook anymore, so I'm the only one that goes on there, so, and I'm, I'm not gonna go on post news and shit, fuck that. No, that's not on you, that's on everybody to keep it kind of a vibrant uh, you know uh, forum but it's your uh, job now Travis you just got hired <laughs> alright yeah you know I, I try I do like whenever I got some valiant shit like, like I, I'm gonna put it somewhere and clearly the big group is uh, I don't know it's not that interesting for me anymore like I'd rather uh, speak to the tastemakers yeah the big group got bloated there's too many people on there now and like, all the people that were cool to talk to before have, like, stepped up and done other stuff, and it's like, you don't, like, none of us need the group anymore. We can talk, you know, it's like we put our big boy pants on and talk to each other on our own now, so don't need that. Um, but yeah, VCP group is, like, my Facebook firewall, so I can go on there and say whatever the <laughs> fuck I want and uh, not have my family see it. I can, uh, like, show shit that I bought and not, like have to explain why I'm buying shit if I'm tight on money and shit like that, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's my Facebook firewall. That's really what it is. It's all for yeah. me, so I can uh, show off my shit. But now I don't buy comics anymore, so there's that. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I gotta say, I'm a little uh, shocked at, at the transformation I, I hear from you guys, you know? Like, what, what do you mean? Uh... Uh, come Martin, you you dropped your whole like DCBS order, you know, like that's you, it's. There's been a lot of podcasts about it. Like, uh, I'm, you're, I'm, you're changing I'm pl- the way you look. I'm placing an order tomorrow. What? Yeah, I'm placing an order tomorrow. The great experiment is over. No, it's not over. I'm just not going to be getting fucking seventy five books. Yeah, you're He's down like to a year sixty two. I'm down to seventy four. <laughs> come on, get with the program. <laughs> I thought you listened to the podcast. Now I think you're a liar. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you, I, I, you had to find out sooner or later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's one-sixth of the profitability of the podcast. I don't give a fuck if you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what man. do you mean? Aren't you one of the patrons? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. There's six uh, of you guys. Got, you're uh, you're yeah. helping right. pay for my EXO uh, Volume Two trade tomorrow. <laughs> uh, gladly, dude. Anytime, man. Uh, do, all, right, all right, let me just say, just in case, I assume it's rolling already, but it's like, always rolling. Anybody who's, it's always rolling. Yeah. Anybody who's not getting a Patreon, like that's not a patron for this uh, podcast and listens to it, what's that, dude? Like. Shame Even on the, you. Like the one dollar a month, like you know how many times I listen to this podcast? Uh way more than one dollars a month worth, you know? 
I guarantee uh, you listen to it at least 300 times more than Paul does. Uh, uh, well, it yeah, I mean, it's, that's nominated. undefined. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was <laughs> That's an imaginary number, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not go into theoretical math. You're not a math major. No, I was I, not. I surprisingly was also a math major. <laughs> I well, literally dude, was. It's... I just didn't finish it because I got bored. Don't blame you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, start a controversy, but it's really undefined and not an imaginary number, right? Oh, snap. See, that's why Paul dropped out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just started making shit up. You didn't up say he got good grades. <laughs> no, it was actually, uh, I, I had switched from mathematics to engineering, and I liked the engineering class, but I had a chemistry class that I hated, and that was also when I started dating my wife, and, uh, I was taking some other classes that I really loved, and it was uh, Bible is Lit and uh, and oh, what the hell was the other one? I want to say the other one was like Intro to Religion, mm. or maybe it was Symbolic Logic. I don't know. It was it was like there were a couple of different cla- types of classes for like they were originally to to fill out uh, you know the uh, what the hell do you call that? All all the credit Choir, the classes uh, yeah like the core curriculum. Not core curriculum, but you have uh, elective. Like, it would fill out elective oh, credits. Yeah. Um, but then I liked those, and I was like, hey, look, I'm happy with my life now, and I like these classes, so fuck this. Mm. And I uh, switched over to uh, English with uh, credential emphasis to become a teacher, and then I moved to Maine and stopped that. And then I'm uh, hopefully going to be going back soon, though. Nice. It's good. Going back. To teaching or to, to where or to to where you were from? Uh, going back to school. Oh, I, okay. I never did right finish. On, right I started on. on my bachelor's, but we were sick at California, so uh, we put everything on hold and uh, shifted gears and moved to Maine nine months later. Hmm. Interesting. So you pick out, back up with uh, with English. I don't know. I've been debating it. There's a bunch of different degrees I can do uh, with full tuition reimbursement through my job. So, part of me wants to just finish with English because I enjoy it, but uh, part of me thinks I should do business for it to be more useful. I'm also considering doing uh, like an inf- information technology type of job or a degree. I would say go with that. As a uh, as an English major with an actual degree that I have never used, don't do English. Yeah, exactly. If I did it, it would just be to to finish the degree, which I mean, I could roll that into something else. But yeah, so I'm I'm mostly debating between getting a business degree and then trying to get in a, a state job. Um, I have a there's a, a former Starbucks manager that she's actually a regular customer of mine now too because she works for the state in Augusta, and uh, she she speaks highly of it. Um, but uh, I don't know if that's really for me. I mean, like I've never really like I'm. A manager of a business, but I've never been a business-minded person. Like I'm not like, ooh, that excites me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. There's doing an IT thing, um, which I'm kind of leaning towards because my wife always wants me to figure out computer stuff, and I hate it, but I figure it out. So I guess I would just might as well know it, so at least I don't have to like Google shit before I figure it out again. Um, or I've, well, dude, I, don't I, you then become like? That's now every time anybody's got like 
like something's not fucking working. They're like, oh, I'll call up Paul. He'll come over and fix it for me, right? I live in Maine. There's not enough people to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you use the uh, the steampunk computers, right? <laughs> no, they haven't invented steam yet. It's all hamster powered. Mm. Let's get the show on the road. Let me. What are you guys drinking? My cup. I'm uh, I'm drinking some Merlot from uh from this this rubber silicone wine glass that my wife bought. Sounds more like she gave you wine in a bottle and you're drinking out of a silicone nipple. That's what that sounds like. No, I'll I'll, I'll send you a picture I first later. I thought when you said silicone, I was like, oh, he's drinking out of a fucking bottle now. She bought these little fucking wine glasses <laughs> made out of silicone so they don't break. Except the problem is they're super flimsy. <laughs> That's a big problem for you guys. You get so drunk, you break all your damn wine glasses. It might happen once in a while. Once in a while. Once in an evening. Actually, surprisingly, we don't break any. Ooh. And yet she she opted to go from uh, sturdy glass to flimsy silicone. I don't know what she uh, got them. I think they were on sale. I have quite the spread in front of me here. Uh, I only had one alcoholic beverage, so I have that open. That's a blueberry cider. Had that last episode too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then to follow that up, I have a kombucha, which has a slight Ooh, amount of alcohol. Wait, real kombucha? Oh, okay, that kind of kombucha. I thought you had real kombucha. Fuck is the difference, you hipster? All right, let me explain it to you, Travis. You live in 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 Hollywood. Don't you have hipsters over there? You guys you use like like drink real kombucha, don't you? Dude, I, I'm going to be straight up. I've never <laughs> drank kombucha. It sounds kind of weird to me, but I've heard stories about, like, Sean, like, like didn't he give somebody, like, a mother or something? Like, oh, like, yes, I, yes, yep, yep. See, Sean, drink it. Sean's I, a true hipster. He's not Hollywood, though, anymore. He's not. He's not. That's all right. I mean, I'm, I, let, 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 right let me educate there. you, Paul. So, kombucha... Is a type of tea, except it's it's kind of fermented with bacteria, and the bacteria is called a mother, and it looks like a, a disc of jello that grows on top of the tea, and then you can reuse it because it's a bacterial colony that grows on the tea. So re- you reuse it and keep on refermenting your tea. All right. Well, I'm drinking bottled kombucha. Okay. Probably not the same. There's probably some dead bacteria in there, though. Oh, yeah, it has all that. It's all carbonated up from that living shit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta love the living shits. Uh, and then I got a bottle of uh, polar seltzer water in case I run out of liquid. Mm. Seems unlikely. Are you drinking, Travis? I am, yeah. Uh, my, You know, I, I uh, kind of ran out last night. Night, uh, when, when uh, I was recording BCR, um, mm-hmm. so I stopped off at the store and I just bought myself a 15 pack of uh, Wolf Pup IPA from uh, Golden Road. Interesting. Not sure if you're familiar with that one. It's it's pretty decent. I'm not, but I'm gonna look it up. The sh- I would the- love to. Be yeah, I mean it's uh, it's an- but instead I'm drinking this shit. So. <laughs> The Sean, the Sean that you drink on, on on VCR, I thought that was banned. What? Uh, that? Well, are you trying to get me in trouble or? I mean, I I can <laughs> cut this whole thing out. 
We're not. We're not recording. I mean, I, don't, I, I think that most of us have a, uh, you know, a drink uh, on hands, like for every recording, or a few. Uh, was Chris on I, last I, I night? I have a few. Yes, it was just me and Chris last night, Great. and uh, you know, um, there was nobody really to keep us on the rails. In I fact, like uh, it. I I took host duty. Because uh, Chris was like, I don't like the fucking host. Uh, he says <laughs> hi, by the way. Uh, so yeah, I took that, and uh, we do we talked for like an hour and a half. So it's like the longest, potentially longest VCR episode in history. <laughs> Look, well, I gotta well, tell well, you, they're out this week. Paul, do you that? do you even like care about comics anymore, Paul? It's Exo Man of War number seven, War Mother number two, Faith in the Future That's... Force number three. Wow, three books in a week. What That's are they right. going to do for the rest of the month? Uh, put nothing out. <laughs> it's the it's the end of the month. Is next week is Shadow Man Race Remmerd. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Which I, you know. I, I have no idea what what the story's gonna be, but, but I'm all about the art. Dude, the uh, art looks awesome. Like, yeah. It, Shadow Man is it, gonna I'll see them in a mirror and realize their name is Drummer's Ear backwards. <laughs> his mind will be blown. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Lord. That's a one-shot, right? It's not a mini. Of course, yeah. Hmm. Uh, one of many. <laughs> one of many, yeah. Uh... They're like, uh... Let's let's just fill out this line. Give them another book. They're complaining that they're only getting six books, so seven <laughs> should do it. I think. <laughs> oh crap! You know how you fix that? You actually put out uh, not just one shots. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I was thinking. All right. Like, I because I do Comicsology, right? And you can subscribe on Comicsology. Um, but I was thinking, like, like I've been missing buying the new issues a lot when they come out because I get the preview copies mm-hmm. and there's no ongoings. It's all miniseries and I don't even know if you can subscribe to a, uh, a miniseries on Comixology. Yeah, you but, can. Like, yeah. Okay, so you can. But I feel like that's somewhat maybe of a macro issue which is just like Ongoing, you know, it's it's easy to pick those up and stay on them and say, I'll just take this. But, like, I, I don't know that everybody's able to keep up with every miniseries that comes out. Unless you just tell your guy, like, yeah, give me one of everything Valiant, you know, like. Well, even then they screwed up. up. I ran into that problem at uh, the last shop that I went to because I was doing that. But especially when they went through periods where, like, all the long ongoings were ending uh, and they were popping all these uh, little four-issue miniseries and then starting up some, some new series. Man, he, he dropped the ball on some stuff. And, mm. you know, I, I didn't I didn't sweat it. He was always, uh, it was always good to me. But uh, seriously, like, you, you can't just fucking look at previews and, like, make sure you get the... I mean, at that time, it was actually nine issues. So I guess that is kind of a burden. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it... Uh, it, it it didn't bother me, but I could see it being frustrating for people when shops screw that stuff up. Because also, not all shops are really going to give a shit about fixing stuff. And uh, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of uh, horror stories over the years of people about their shops just really not giving a damn because they're asking for something small and fringe instead of just wanting to 
suck on the uh, the big teats of the big two. <laughs> well, dude, dude. So like, I, you know, I, I'm all digital, right? Except I started going back to the LCS to pick up these pre-order bundles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my shop owner, like the guy that that is down the street that. I want to go to because it's it's literally like a five minute walk. He's such a fucking dick to me, dude. Like, like I have to email him about ten times for every bundle. I'll be like, "Did you order it yet? Did you order it yet?" No response until the last day, the deadline for every single bundle. He emails back, "Yes." Uh, and then I get into the store, and they're not there. They fucking sold them to somebody else. See, all right. Uh-huh. This this is not Valiant at all. Because that's not just a Valiant thing. That's what pisses me the fuck off, dude. Like, if you have a shop, surely you're trying to make some money, right? Like, you're not just... You don't run a shop to read fucking comics. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just go and make a DCBS order. If you have a shop, you want to be involved in the business. If somebody asks you to order them a fucking comic book, why would you not order the fucking comic book? Because... You don't really want to be uh, a shop owner. You just want you wanted to work in comics, and that's or you fell into it. I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's easy to make sure you order the Marvel and DC stuff that everybody's getting, and to not give a shit about the little stuff. Because yeah, I mean the guy loses Travis, but he can be lazy and doesn't notice the the bigger picture of the damage it's doing. But over time, and when you're like that, you're gonna lose those, you know. The, the people that are getting the other stuff are going to come and go. At times, you're going to piss them off. You're going to lose people that way. And you're not going to grow your business. And eventually, it's going to dwindle and dwindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when you do good by people, and I mean, yeah, it's I mean, like, I've never been one to get a ton of books. I mean, the most books I've ever gotten in a month that I've subscribed to has maybe been like 14. Mm-hmm. Uh but, man, I've always... I, I've been to three different shops. I've gotten different service at all three, but I've always gotten good service and you know what the shop owners cared about me like not just as a customer but like i'm i'm pretty cool with all of them uh and you know it's i i'm i i go back to all of them at different times and i recommend them to people you know it's like i may not go to the the my last shop in in lewiston anymore because i don't really have a reason to go out there but I actually got one of my employees that now lives in that area to start going to that shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it 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 has a big impact when you treat people like people, you know. And same thing, vice versa. You know, when you go into a shop, treat the shop owner like a person who you want their business to succeed, and you want them to enjoy the fact that they're having that business. And then it's amazing how much they'll do for you because you treat them decently. And you know, we're, we're going to call the shop. What's the name of the shop, Travis? Ooh, should I? Am I? Am I telling stories after? Ah, uh, you you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Why don't you go? Uh, what's the shop in Pasadena um, that Ed, Ed runs? Just go there. Clutch Paradise. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. that. Santa Clarita and go to Andy's. Oh, uh, to Andy. Yeah, but Santa Clarita's far, isn't it? That's like forty-five minutes to an hour. Ah, uh, don't be a pussy. Driver. I think it's. Uh, I I can't remember if it's if which side of uh, Pasadena it's on, but it's. It's probably a little further out there. And actually, I did reach out to Andy when the when my shop, which is Golden Apple, uh, oh, that. that's your uh, shop. Yeah. yeah, fuck those guys. We're not yeah, gonna, well, we're not, we're not gonna tell stories. Yeah, we're not. No, we're not telling the stories. Ma- 
I, I've, okay. I've ordered uh, stuff from Golden Apple before, and I had a really bad experience. Yeah, they don't give a shit. For, I mean, the, the owner doesn't. The the guys that run the counter and stuff that, that actually work when I go in after work, like, they're chill as fuck, you know? And they, and they like, every time they screw up, they're like, God damn it, like... So I don't know what's up with that, but uh, they're not really trying hard to keep me. Problem is that you know I, I'm sunk on a on a year of uh, Bloodshot Salvation pre-order. You know, like if I drop everything else and pick them up somewhere else, I still have to go in there for the next eleven months to pick up that or just eat it. Did you prepay the so, whole thing? That kind of wait. You prepaid and he sold your copy. I. I I didn't prepay because oh, then don't worry about it. No, here's the thing. I'm I'm all for supporting a shop, but the problem is if the shop is not willing to support you, then screw that shop. You see what I'm saying? Like if you order if you order the pre-order bundle and they save you your copy, and I've told my shop before. I know Paul. We've talked about this before. I'll I'll pay up front. I don't give a shit. Most shops don't want you to do that because they don't have a way to track that. But exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll pay up front. The thing is, if if you if you ordered this thing from him, and he's not willing to save you the copy that you ordered for yourself, I don't feel like you have any need to go back every month and pick up the next eleven books. Just go somewhere else that will actually serve you. Yeah, he broke yeah. the emotional contract of your bond. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. But think about it, like, if if there was a contract for that order, like, I'm committing to the, to buying this book from you for 12 months for you to order this bundle, well, he, he broke the contract already. He sold your first book. He did not provide you with the first book, so fuck right. him on the rest of it if you didn't pay for it. Yeah. But I, what I would do is send Ed or Andy a message and say, hey, I got screwed on the pre-order bundle. Is there any chance you order, you know, you, you have extra pre-order bundles coming in and I can set something up? I, I bet you, dude. I guarantee you, Ed does. does. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. you, Ed does. Yeah, Ed for sure it does. Surprise me if Andy could too. Yeah, yeah. I just got to look up which one is closer, you know. Uh, but I, I did reach out to Andy, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you know, it's I, I'm just trying to do the right thing, and you know, like they've rolled these bundles out in a way that it's one a month, you know. So like, Ninjak starts in november mm-hmm. i'm gonna be into that until march uh so uh, yeah I, I mean i i don't know you know uh i i'd like for everything to work out uh but uh yeah there's just been issues you know so i think sooner or later i'm probably gonna take my business away once these uh bundles are done go to somewhere that like gives a shit yeah, absolutely. I still think you shouldn't wait till the bundles are done. I think you should do it now. I thought I was going to come into this salty, and Travis just came in and outsalted me right off the bat. <laughs> oh man, so the the roles have shifted. What which role are you going to take up now, Paul? Uh, your conciliatory? No, that was my only. You're, role. you're like the. You're like the. Um, the female friend who's like, you don't need him. Like, did you just <laughs> call Paula a woman on my po- Wait, you can't call Paula a woman on my podcast. You're a guest. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You keep go buying those pre-order bundles for that motherfucker. We <laughs> deserve each other. Oh man, we've been talking for like twenty minutes. We haven't introduced the show. Let's do that. 
This is episode 143 of the, uh, I guess it's the Valiant Central Podcast, I don't know. Might be a uh, hashtag salty peanuts or something, I don't know, that might be the title. Uh, of course, I'm Martin, I'm here, Paul's here, and uh, the voice you've been listening to is the uh, the sweet, sultry sounds of Travis Williams, formerly of the VCR podcast, currently of the much better podcast. Wait, he's one of the VCR nerds? Yeah, he's a VCR nerd. God damn it. Yeah. I gotta start I do find it hard to remember. <laughs> I got mixed up. Dude, it's okay. It's called a it's called a Freudian slip. We went over this. It's a Freudian slip. Uh, you were just so excited to be here that you confused your other podcast with this podcast. It's fine. You're forgiven. I don't. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I, if, I don't I know if Chris me. gave you shit. He might be upset, but it's all right. He's always upset. He's Canadian. Yeah, Jason's probably gonna kick you in the dick. I think that's what he threatened <laughs> me with last time. Maybe it's punched me in the dick. It definitely has something to do with my dick, which I found a little <laughs> odd to focus on the dick. Yeah, you know those Canadians. Yeah. Those Canadians. Uh, we, uh, we, we've we had some conversation. I don't know if you caught this, Travis, but there's been some conversation on Twitter. Uh, the Collecting Valiant guys got involved. And I'm going to shout uh, Dallow, our buddy Dallow, Paul, over in the UK. He brought it up. Um, remember when we were talking about the, the Exo Man of War pre-orders, how Valiant was saying it was 90,000 copies, and, and uh, Diamond was saying it was 60,000 copies, and we're all like, what the fuck is happening? Are they not counting the pre-order bundles? Like, all that stuff. You remember that? Yes. Okay. Yep. We got clarification. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out uh, Comicron.com, which is where I usually get the uh, Diamond Seals from. They got involved in the conversation. Here's the deal. Apparently, Diamond reported the numbers wrong, so Comicron fixed their numbers. It wasn't 60,000, it was 67, so that puts EXO in the top 10 for uh, for March of the month. So that's nice to have a top 10 book. Um, and the reason that they said 90,000 is because Diamond only releases U.S. numbers, not U.K. numbers. And the difference between the two numbers are the sales numbers in the U.K. Oh. And according to Comicon, usually it's about 10 to 15% of U.S. sales is what gets sold in the U.K. So for future reference, anybody that cares about sales numbers and you're like, where are they getting all these random ass numbers that make no sense? There's your reason. So they still haven't commented on how many pre-order bundles for XO, right? Correct. I think they had said yeah, at one I'm point... I'm curious about that. They, yeah, they had said at one point what it was. But... Um, I don't know how accurate that was. It was like I don't know, twelve or fifteen thousand copies, maybe, is what they said. Um, which I guess that still makes sense because the book's still doing about that much, and there are six issues in is what's been reported. So I would assume that, uh, yeah, I guess by now the second bundle will be half that, maybe six, seven thousand copies. I think it's still. Yeah, pretty I, good I find though. it a little odd that. Um that Comicron really hasn't been reporting anything about the bundles and also Valiant seems to be somewhat tight lips on, on those exact numbers. Well, but, you know, so what the problem is if, Di- if diamond doesn't share those numbers, there's no way for Comicron to have those numbers. You see what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I have no doubt the publishers get more numbers than anybody else does. Um, Cause like I was looking over Comicron's numbers and they even had, 
like a, a year total for 2016 on digital comics, which I had never seen before because, you know, they don't publish digital sales anywhere. Um, and I think it was like $90 million in digital comic sales compared to $405 million for print sales. I mean, that's that's a pretty good chunk, dude. You know, like that's, what, 15 20%. Coming out as digital. Yeah, I don't understand why why digital's not included in sales numbers. You know, like it's it's just to prop up local comic book shops. So that's like, yes, oh, like you know, like nobody cares about this. You know, like let's just keep going with these shops, keep them alive because uh, otherwise Diamond's gonna go under. We're gonna buy all our shit from Amazon. No, that's exactly what it seems like. And the the excuse I've always heard is, well, Comicsology can't track like per issue sales or anything. Um. Which, that's that's bullshit, dude. Like, seriously, you've got a company like Amazon making gazillion dollars a year and they can't put somebody on there to figure out how many fucking times the thing gets bought? So, are, are you enjoying giving Travis the live version of last week's episode? Because I'm pretty sure he listened to it. Listen, Travis wasn't here. If you don't Stop like it, yourself. you can lick my balls. Breaking news! The Washington Nationals yeah. lost, so if the Dodgers win tonight, they win home field advantage for the playoffs. Are you seriously talking baseball right now? Yeah, because you know what? That's so much more interesting than fucking sales talk that we were talking <laughs> about last week. Uh, all right, all right. Let, let, me, let me spin it out on a tangent, though, all right? Sure. Uh, Faith and Future Force number two. Any mm-hmm. copies sold that are not on the sales chart? Was it you that brought that up? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It sold 17 copies. It is a very valuable comic. Very scarce. Shit. I bought it digital. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of it? Issue three. I enjoyed issue two. I have not read issue three yet, but I enjoyed issue two. Hold on. I'm going going through this listing here. Alright, so according to this, if Faith is not on the listing, it sold less than 2,000 copies. Yeah, see, that can't, that's not possible, dude. Because the, like, the, it's yeah. not going to drop. There's yeah. no 8, way. 2,000 between issues, so the, the lo- something weird happened there. The lowest selling book is uh, uh, 2151. You need to tweet Comicron and find out what the fuck they're doing with Faith number two. Where are they hiding it? <laughs> Who are they doing this for? Who paid them off? Well, you know, Valiant was asked, and I still haven't seen a reply. Yeah, I think that was me, dude. <laughs> oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah, that was you. You know what? I'll, I'll just tweet Dinesh. Yeah, I'll he'll answer that. you. I'll find out. He might not ask me publicly, yeah. but but I'll find out. And then I'll yeah, report. Yeah, you, you know, it's like, Things like that that are, are weird, like like they just play towards uh, conspiracy theorists, and and uh, you, you know I, I have that inclination from time to time. You gotta uh, give Chris something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we were talking about <laughs> about that issue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I I like that issue, but issue three is better actually. Um, I thought issue two didn't really move the story forward very much at all you know and and i i found it frustrating to have an issue that was kind of more of the same and especially out of like a four issue story you know i was i was like when 
when are they going to get to the thing where this moves forward? It, it's just like going through a cycle that that repeats itself. Mm. Uh, issue three finally like delivers on trying to move towards why this is happening and where it's going. So mm-hmm. so I, I'm good on issue three. Yeah, see, I think issue two. So I haven't read issue three yet, but uh, issue two. If they didn't have an issue like that, it would change kind of the, the the tone and the feel of the whole story because you need to have that showing the repetition and, and the feeling of repetition. It's uh you know like you've seen Groundhog's Day, right? Mm-hmm. When it yeah. was the second day where you just like cut to the fucking chase. I get it. He repeats the day. Like get to the end of this. Like move move the story. That was the like that was ninety percent of the movie. That that was the only entertaining part of the movie was when they repeated the same fucking day over and over. And then he, you know, got feelings and shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, that that's like that's the fun part of this story is like, okay, we're gonna go save the day, and then they get crushed. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. And they they like narrowly like are able to communicate with themselves. Okay, try something different next time. I think you really you needed that. The first issue was setting up what was going on. The second issue let you roll with what was going on and get that feeling of what was... It's just like, okay, Travis, did you like uh, Wrath of the Eternal Warrior? Yeah. Did you like the first couple issues? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I, that, I know that that's kind no. of a, a point of discussion. No, no, I... I liked it, uh, but I understand why other people might, you know, shit talk it. Listen, you know? don't don't um, don't listen to Paul. He's just trying to bring this up because I did not like that book, and he just likes to continuously bring things up I don't like. Uh, I didn't even hey, mention that you didn't like it, and that you were so mean that you drove Robert Venditti out of Valiant, you fucker. Um, but you know but, what? Uh, he does a fantastic Green Lantern, so does it really matter? No, no, they need Green Lantern doesn't really matter. Fuck Green Lantern. Trust me, I guarantee that it has nothing to do with me not liking Fuck the first arc of that book. Uh, but anyway, so my point with that is that the first arc of that book, and not everybody likes it, that's fine, whatever, but uh, you needed that to be like that to set the tone and build the feeling for everything that came after it. And as much as people are just going to, you know, if, if they didn't like it, they're going to sit there and say, no, you don't. Uh you know, fuck you, you're wrong. So, uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same if you didn't have the slow feeling of moving through this thing over and over. Like, it built up, it built up so much stuff about what you're feeling, and you may not think it's the most ex- exciting issue by issue to read, but you need elements like that in story building sometimes. And with that story, that was one where you needed that to really kind of build up what they were getting to otherwise you know if you never have the build up and you just have the action it doesn't have the same effect mm-hmm. um you know it travis are you a sports fan at all any sports yeah i, I watch uh, usc football so that's that's mostly it so you see usc yeah i'm assuming you're trojans right not gamecocks yeah. yeah yeah southern california yeah he loves his Trojans and cocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, um, you know, so with sports, like I don't follow college football, but you know, you're watching your team, and if if you 
if you only follow the scores all year and then you watch the championship game and they win, it's nice, right? Like that's your team they won the championship game. But if you watch all the games all year long, that championship game means a lot more, right? Because you've been through all those other games, you've sweated them out, you've not been sure if they were going to pull it off, if they were going to do it, if they were going to make it, if they were going to, you know, all all the different things that are involved and you, know, you can watch a team that just rolls, like uh, you know the 2007 Patriots went undefeated. They just rolled through everybody, um, and you can get apathetic with it. And then you get into the Super Bowl, and you're just like, uh, "There's no way they're going to lo- lose to these shitty Giants." And then they get beat, and you get crushed. That's still like all those things. It's you're you're going through this the the less necessary parts of the story that just take all this time to get the bigger payoff when the action actually happens. You know, one of the cliche things you hear about sports is that basketball, you only have to watch the final two minutes. Um, those final two minutes don't mean that, like, just check the score if that's all you're going to watch because the reason those final two minutes mean what they do is you've watched what happened the whole game. Hmm. And yeah, it's just up and down and it's a close game and it's back and forth. And like, the, the end of it is really where you make the difference most of the time. But if you don't get that feeling all the way through, then the end means so much less. And some stories, like, you need that kind of the, the just going through the motions, playing the game, you, you seeing what's happening to be able to get to the payoff and have the payoff mean a lot more. So uh, I feel like that is putting way too much uh, emphasis in what I think Faith is going to give us. Yeah, I was going to say, what does it have to do with Faith? Uh, it, it's the same thing with that second issue. I mean, they're just... They're going through, like, setting the the feeling of repetition for it, but uh, you need that sometimes. Like, you know, it may just be an issue where it's not going anywhere, but it's showing you what they're actually going through. Hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. I, dude, I, I'm with you on pretty much all of that. Um, I, th- I just think the only difference is that Eternal Warrior was an ongoing, and I... I would assume that they plan for that thing to be, like, pretty long-running. You know, Venditti did 50 issues of EXO. I bet we only got a taste of what we could have got. But Faith is a miniseries, and they're already... They were already halfway through at that point. So, the, you know, the hardcore repetition, it's just somewhat of apples and oranges, you know? I feel like you, you emphasize that, but then you have to rush at the end to fit it all in when it's like this this could have been six issues or more 12 you know like old time walker was 12 this there's a lot of similarities between the the new series and the old time walker except that it's uh it's not ongoing you know they they decided to go the mini series route which seems you know a little strange in something where you're going to throw in all of your you know, marquee characters. Well, for the record, the the uh, old school uh, so Time that's Walker. My, that's my point uh, between the two. The old school Time Walker was supposed to be an ongoing. I would call it an ongoing. You know, twelve twelve is about as much as we get from a lot of the the series. Um, you know, with with the uh, the exception of the tentpoles. See, I now consider four issues an ongoing, and uh, one issue <laughs> is now a miniseries. No, I've you're a math major, dude. My expectations. 
Don't you need at least two like entries to have a series? Can there be a series of one? There's a series of pages in that book. There you go. <laughs> That's that Stalinverse math. Divinity by that is yeah. an epic. It is uh it is the equivalent of like, you know, Batman had Nightfall that was like three huge books of uh, comics. Yes. And Divinity had three four issue outings, and that is exactly the same in comics nowadays. An epic. Uh not quite. Exactly the same. Not quite. I mean it has been, but I think I think people are trying to change that. Dude, people are trying to change that. You know what the problem with Nightfall was? Uh, John Paul Valley. Well, uh, I had read it uh, the first time. the 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 collections I read were smaller, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, reprinted them, and they crammed so much crap in there. It got so tedious to read. But the, the funniest part is they left some stuff out that was in the first collections. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They do that all the time, though. Especially DC. I bought them for six bucks each on Comixology, and I'll never read them, but I know they're there. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, started, Paul, I started reading how, those how right before that came out. How much of your Comixology... How much of your Comixology um, library have you actually read? Uh... Are you asking that I've read since I purchased it on Comixology, or have ever read? Because a lot of I have a lot of stuff on there that I've read, but then I bought it digitally to have it to read again when I want to, and I haven't yet. Um, there's I, I I'd have to look, but I got a good amount of stuff on there. But I've also I've gone through and archived a ton of stuff that was like free stuff that I've gotten here and there in different ways that I just like I know I'm never going to read this one random issue of whatever. You know, Iron Man or some shit. You know, hmm. um, so I, I've I've cleaned it up so I can actually like go through and read stuff. And the thing I'm reading right now on Comicsology is actually one of the very first purchases I made, uh, which was Watchmen. But I've read Watchmen before. Wait, what? Why were you surprised that yeah. I had read all my stuff? Uh, because you buy way more obsessively than I do. <laughs> yes, I you do. You didn't buy it all physically, apparently. I, w- I, I wait for Comixology sales. Like, I go like, ooh, look what I can buy for $4. Yeah, but and I do. Go, dude, I do. Look just... what I can buy on Amazon right when Nick tells me for $25. Yeah, but Amazon has great deals. <laughs> and DCBS has great deals. You see what I mean? So, like... Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not waiting for a sale. There's sales all the fucking time. I I will always wait for Comicsology sales, and that's fine. That's fine because they will. Yeah, dude. They will always come. Whatever you want, it will be on sale at some point within the next year. Do you need to read it right now for a more expensive price? No, you don't. You know how I learned this lesson really strongly too is watching Ronnie buy all of Ninja Turtles. And then it went on sale immediately afterwards. <laughs> Literally, anytime Ronnie buys something on Comixology, I know it's going to go on sale. Well, and <laughs> you're up. and you're doing Hoopla now too, so that oh, helps. Yeah, that shit is great. We're not talking about that. Hoopla. All right, here, here's my two cents on Comixology. Uh, just 
my perspective is I think that... We can buy so much for two cents on Comixology. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's... I love Comixology, dude. But I think most people, probably around 95% unread from what they bought because it's so cheap. You just buy and buy and buy. You'll never get to it. I think that's why they price it like that, you know? They're like, people ain't going to read this anyway. So why don't we just sell them, you know thousands of issues at a dollar a piece. I have a friend who's got like 15,000 books on comiXology. Mm. So, and he's he's not read any of it. <laughs> well, what's the point of that? So you can read it. Yeah, no, when all these companies get a streaming thing that is like comprehensive, I think he, yeah, he might regret some of that. Oh, dang it. I'm not signing to comics. It benefits right me now. because I can read whatever I want. Yeah, see, uh, we actually talked about this last week, uh, I believe, also. Or maybe we talked about it on Nerdy Legion. I don't recall. No, I think it was on Nerdy Legion. But Comixology is like uh, it's like the gym membership of comics. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're so affordable is because most people aren't going to go to the gym. They, they get the membership, they go a little bit, and then they stop, but they don't cancel it. Mm-hmm. Comicsology is similar. Like the the cost per sale is inconsequential. You know the 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 cost that they have to pay to be able to sell it is already done or whatever. So it doesn't matter how many copies quote they sell of uh of uh the Rachel Rising series for thirty bucks because it doesn't cost more for them to sell it really. Um, but people are going to buy it a whole bunch and they're getting, you know, less than a buck an issue. Uh, but so many people are going to buy it and never read it. So it just, it just doesn't make difference. I mean, even if they did read it, it wouldn't make any difference. But the reason that works even more in Comixology's favor when they don't is the people that buy stuff and don't read it, they're going to buy more stuff without reading it because they're not reading the stuff, so they're buying the stuff to get the satisfaction of interacting with comics. Mm-hmm. And I would rather do that digitally than physically. I would, if I had to guess, like, I would guess I have maybe, like, 50 trades of stuff on Comixology to read. Some of it is stuff I've read before but bought to read again. Mm-hmm. Like, I might have had it physically. And, like, for example, Sandman. I had read all of Sandman. Uh, but I had, when we lived in California, I had all but the last two trades. And uh, a lady who had worked for me was a big Sandman fan, and she was she's a real sweet lady. And uh, I told her if she bought the last two so I could read them, I would give her the first twelve because she had lost her collection of of Sandman graphic novels. Uh, I I don't recall if I I think they got stolen or something happened, but so she didn't have them. So she bought the last two so I could read them. I gave her the first twelve so she had the whole shebang. And but I love Sandman, so eventually when I got back into comics, I used a gift card to get the first omnibus, and I was got it, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And I like started trying to read. I was like, "How the hell am I supposed to read an omnibus? Like these things are huge!" Mm-hmm. So I uh, I actually sold the omnibus on eBay and used that to buy the entire series on Comicsology on sale. So I haven't read it all in Comicsology yet, but I got it to to read it because it's something that I I do want to reread. Well, see, and you did the right thing because a few months ago Nick and I were talking, and I ended up buying uh, a nearly complete Sandman run in physical copies, and it was not cheap. 
And now that I'm reading a lot more digitally, I wish I had waited until now because I could have gotten those books for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can get, uh, like I said, patience with sales. I've seen Sandman sales come through again and again and again because they've had Sandman-specific sales. They've had Vertigo sales. They've had DC sales that include Vertigo. Um, they have all kinds of stuff. You know, they have the discount codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they have so many chances for you to buy stuff for cheap. And you could buy all of those trades for like six bucks each if you wait for it. Yep. Um, hey, I'm going to step away for a minute, guys. So you guys keep going. I'll be back in just a minute. Sure, Paul. Sure. Okay, so you know the other thing about comicsology, though, um, is uh, you can uh, kind of strategize and divide and conquer if you have people that you trust that that trust you, you know? Mm. So, like, for instance, my, my buddy who's got all these comics, basically I, I tell him exactly what I'm going to buy always, and I'm like, yo, don't buy these, dude. You know, like, there's no fucking reason why we should both spend the money on this we 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 share the login so like it, it's it's that much cheaper you know and it, you know it's like what people do with like netflix and hulu you know like you share your login and like like that's how you can deal with like you you know the costs of of consuming everything you want yeah that makes sense to me the thing is i don't I don't generally do that because I, I fully believe in supporting as much as I can. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I get what you're saying, and it definitely helps. And I, I know for a fact that people do it all the time. When uh, when Marvel was doing all those digital codes, I know for a fact some one person would buy it, and then everybody would chip in to have access to that digital copy. You know what I mean? So you'd have, like, six people buying a fucking three ninety nine comic. Um... But at the same time, like, I, I believe in paying full price. And I know that sounds stupid, but, you know, it, it, it might not make a difference to, like, Marvel or DC. But a company like Valiant or, or Aftershock or Lion Forge or Scout Comics or whatever it is, like, I, I like reading a lot of indie comics. And if I do that, like, that doesn't support that particular publisher. You know what I mean? Um yeah. So, well, and same thing with Valiant, right? So we get preview copies at least a week in advance, sometimes more. But I still go out and buy the comics. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes I would go out and get, uh, I'd have it in my DCBS order, and I'd go out and get it on Comixology if I don't want to wait to read a particular book. And I'm buying the yeah. damn trade. So, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever works, right? Like I, I get what you're saying, and and doing it the way that you would do it is actually pretty smart, because then you can read, let's just say, twice as many books for the same price, right? If you're sharing an account. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. But that that being said, I I take your point, and I, you know, I do buy everything the Valiant puts out digitally, except for uh, Harbinger Renegade, but. Uh, you know, I I, I want to support them, so so I'm I'm not gonna ever stop, uh, you know, buying those issues. But yeah, you, you know, like I I like to have it as a tool to turn people on to the company as well. So anybody that will fucking listen to like, hey, heard this like company called Valiant? No, hmm. here's my login. Like, here's where you should start. What do you like? Like, you know, like like I feel like that's 
there's just so much more there if somebody's interested than if I'm like, hey, here's a random trade, which I actually don't have anything in trade. Mm. So, so that's that's my tool to try to like hook new people. Sure. And hey, you know what? Whatever works, right? Like if you feel like something's worth supporting that much, then by all means, go ahead and do it. I remember, dude, back in the day, like there used to be people that would sit at shops and just like hand out copies. And uh, when when Valiant relaunched, like the first couple of years, people were still doing that. You know, people that were doing it back in the day. Um, I, I hear Paul rumbling in the background, so I'm sure he'll remember. Um, but like for example, we've got a buddy of ours, Ben. When Valiant first came back around, that's what he would do. He would like get all the preview copies he would get of anything, um, or like when they were doing the uh, the one dollar debut books, he'd buy like thirty of them. And he just set up at that table at his shop, and of course the shop doesn't care, right? Um, but he set up a table at the shop and just like give Valiant books away for free, you know, in the hope that somebody would go and be like, "Oh, this is freaking awesome! Let me add it to my pull list." And I, I don't know how successful that strategy is nowadays. I mean, back in the '90s, it worked pretty well, but the industry was also very different back then, so. Um, I don't, I don't know how well it's translated now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you did whatever works. Some of the other podcasters do that too. Um, like Eric and, uh, and Josh that do get Valiant. I know they've given a bunch of stuff for free also, uh, for the same reason. But again, I don't know how well the strategy works anymore. It works terribly. Well, I mean, if you look at the sales, yeah. it might look uh, terribly. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look at look at the uh, the the Warp Tour thing. They were giving out like thousands of that Faith one shot book or whatever. I mean, we talked about Faith you know thirty minutes ago, forty five minutes ago, where it's not even in a ranking up in a sales chart. So does it work? I I don't know, dude. I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think it's working. Well, it seemed like they did a lot of uh, like the promo stuff for the Warp Tour, like you know, like the graphic and stuff. You were, you were seeing and had all the value characters in it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. it was in the promotional material. So I think that's that's what they got out of that thing. The the uh, you know free copies uh, uh, that. That that's probably uh, you know icing you know like it's it's very hard to get people especially if they're not really motivated to actually look at anything you give them you know you gave it to them for free how how good could it be? Well, and everything's awesome when it's free. True. Yeah, you know that that's a big difference, like you were saying, Martin, between the the industry then and now. And I mean, with anything back then, like nowadays, if you want a comic book, you can pretty much get it. Uh, you know, it's not hard to go on like mycomicshop.com and order books. It's not hard to find them on eBay. Um, even if they're scarcer books, there are ways to find them. Whereas, like, what did you do back in the day when there was no online resources for that stuff, and mm-hmm. you went into your comic shop? Like, if you saw a comic that you wanted up on the wall, like, you had to get it if you wanted to get it because if it was you know if it sold before you got it like when was the opportunity going to come up again you know Mm -hmm. so everything was very different back then like even with stuff you know if somebody gives you a free comic book okay well you're buying whatever ones you're buying 
they give you this free one, but it's not drowning in a sea of free stuff that you can read. Nowadays, you can, uh, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you, your shop throws in free previews of different shit for Marvel and DC all the time. Um, you can go on Comixology and get a shitload of free comics at any time. Um, you can go online and read web comics all over the place that are made to be free in the first place. And, uh, so, I mean, there's just so much free stuff out there, let alone you're competing with, even though it's not the same thing, you're competing with people spending time on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all this other online social media bullshit that they just waste all their time on. So uh, there's a lot to compete with nowadays. So giving a free comic book out, like, it's, it's more important, in my opinion, to tell somebody why they should read something and, like, help them see what they're going to get out of it than to just give them something for free. Hmm, yeah. yeah. It's not like uh, you're giving a free sample of food where, like, the only choice they have to make is do I put this in my mouth or not, <laughs> you know? And if they put it in their mouth and they experienced it and then they can use that to judge later whether they want to purchase the thing. Um, you know, a comic book is totally different than that. You're asking them to invest time. Like, like I, for one... I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of stuff that I really want to read. So if you put a comic book in my hand that I don't want to read, I don't give a fuck that it's free. You know, I mean, you you could put a $20 trade in my hand of something I don't want to read, and I'm not going to want to read it just because it's for free. Yeah, I mean, I mean being, being free doesn't mean that you're going to want to read it, right? Because I, I've been to plenty of con where there's indie publishers handing out free books, and everybody takes the free book. And then you're walking down the aisle, and then you see like a stack of them under a table, stashed or like all dumped in the trash can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And you see the one comic collector's like, "These are going to be worth money," and piling them up. <laughs> and that, was, that was only true in the case of those uh, Valiant books they gave out to the investors. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about gold books? No, not gold books. I'm talking about the books that Valiant gave out to the investors. The uh oh the the Chinese harbinger and yeah. those yeah 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 the DMG yeah. yeah 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 those are the ones that are like I don't want this fucking comic book and then those things are expensive yeah they are I'm trying to remember what it was Dude, the in, last in the one was like of, three grand uh, Mitch Hedberg here <laughs> <laughs> I love Mitch Hedberg rest in peace yeah that right Mitch funny. Hedberg is like. Somebody gives you a flyer. It's like he's saying, "Here, you throw this away." <laughs> there it is. Yep. 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 Since you're talking about free shit, I want to talk about uh, New York Comic Con real quick because they're giving out a bunch of free stuff, and I certainly hope that Aaron Bell gets me some free stuff. Wait, Valiant's giving out free stuff, or New York is giving out free stuff? No, Valiant is, dude. Gotta be more specific here, Martin. That's ridiculous. I mean, the list of free stuff is giant. I mean, there's there's like stuff that I don't really care about, like the uh, the Icon sneak preview. Like, I don't really care because it's got Ninja or Ninja K and Blush of Salvation, which, I mean, whatever. Like, Blush of Salvation was great, but it's already out. Uh, Quantum of Woody, like, okay, that's fine. Um, but there's like a couple of, uh, Ninja K, uh, Ninja X Zero, uh, Valiant, or Ninja X vs. Valiant Universe variants, uh, that are gonna be given away for free. There's a Shadow Man Ray Streamered, uh, variant that's 
being given out for free. Um, so those are cool. I guess the rest of them are. It, it's not free. You got to pay for. Like that. You know what's you know what's really cool. Yes. Is Adam Alamo got my uh, hardcover of the Valiant signed by Matt Kent? He drew an awesome uh, bloodshot sketch in that shit. Nice. Yeah, Matt Kent, probably the greatest person that's ever lived. Um, I would still go with Venditti, even though he's left the Valiant stable. Does Venditti do a sketch in your book when you ask him to sign it? He doesn't mind, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Second question. Would anybody want him to do a sketch in their book? Oh, no. The the answer to that is no. (laughs) He will readily admit it. He will readily admit it. The first time I got him to do one, he's like, are you sure you want me to sketch something? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah just do it. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> but you know what? It didn't matter. It was a sketch from Venditti, and it was fun. Dude, that's, told, that's uh, nice, I... man. And, like, that's you don't necessarily want to walk right into, like, doing something that you're not good at that somebody could then show around and be like, oh, look at this shit. <laughs> Right. Well, and the thing the thing is like a lot of people go to cons, right, just to like get signatures or whatever and get them CGC'd and sell them on eBay. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. So, like, if I want a signature, I'll be sure to tell them like make it out to Martin, because obviously that means I'm not going to put it on eBay to sell it. I just want you to sign my fucking book. Yeah, that's why I uh, I usually get a hardcover signed now because you know floppies just don't ha- have the same meaning for me. Uh, like just recently, Steve Levine, uh, a TMNT artist from back in the day, he actually the the packaging for the old school figures. He designed most of that packaging. Oh, cool! On top of working on the comics and stuff, so everybody's seen his work to some extent. But uh, he came up to uh, to my shop up here for their second anniversary, and he was selling some prints and stuff. And I was talking to Zach, and he's like, oh, you got plenty of books you could bring in to sign now. This is, of course, was right before I sold them all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I took in my hardcover. Like, I had taken my TMNT uh, Classic Hardcover Volume 1 when Steve had his own shop down in Wells, and uh, he had Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird come. It was around the time of the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were both there and Jim Lawson. So I took that one there, and all four of them signed it. So I was like, what do I want to take to have him sign? It's like, I, I don't really care that much about getting stuff signed. So I just took the second volume in to get it signed. You know, and Zach's like, oh, I'll bring in as much as you want. He'll sign it all. Mm. Yeah, whatever. I'll bring in one book. Next time I see him, I'll bring in the next one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that way it's like, I mean, you're, you're not going to try to turn a profit on a hardcover just because it's signed by somebody. Yep. You know, it's the you have more money already invested it's not like a four dollar comic that then you're going to try to sell for 20 bucks it's a 50 dollar hardcover that like how much more are people going to pay for it because somebody signed it you know well and that's why a lot of guys will have a, a little collection bin for like the hero initiative or whatever um where they'll charge like you know something stupid like 50 cents or a dollar per signature and it's not because they want to make money obviously they're going to donate it to hero initiative but uh, it's to stop people that are coming up with like 50 books, 100 books just for a signature to sell it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you just want a book signed, like I'll fuck that, dude. I'll give you a dollar. I'll put $5 in there just for, for your signature. You know what I'm saying? Like it's for a good cause. Um, but not everybody that goes to cons does that. You know, a lot of people do yeah. go to make some, some money. And I, I get it. 
But uh, that's not my thing. Well, you know, like the uh, the Poochie episode of The Simpsons where he goes to uh, the Android dungeon, the comic book shop, and uh, comic book guy sets a like giant stack of books. He's like, make one out to me, and then ten more to my friends of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Why do you need that? Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, I don't get that stuff. I don't get it. When I went to my first con, uh, that's where I met J.K. Woodward, and me and my buddy Kyle were hanging out with him the last night of the con, uh, drinking and getting dinner in the hotel bar, and then the con starts wrapping up, so all these other you know creators and stuff start making their way out there, and uh, the guys who ran the convention were the guys that owned the shop. Well, the owner of the shop, and then like one of the guys that worked for him were were, do, were running the convention, hmm. uh, and. So they all started coming out, and I had bought uh, the only – like, I didn't know any of the creators that were going to be there at the time because I didn't know people in comics at all yet. Uh, but I had checked out Revival because Tim Seeley and Mike Norton were going to be there. And uh, so I went there with – I had, like, two trades, I think, of Revival, and I took those for them to sign. And then just shopping around, there was some booth that had, uh, like, I think the first, I don't know, 10 issues, 12 issues – with the the phantom variants mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah it was pretty cheap it was like a buck an issue so i bought them and i was just gonna take the first issue and ask them to sign it you know mm-hmm. uh but then i went to do it and mike norton was nowhere to be found so i was like oh whatever no big deal so we're hanging out with with jk and i i told jk that and then they all started filing out it turned out that mike norton was uh sleeping under his table because he was hung over <laughs> um but so jk was like hey Mike, sign these. He gives them all of the comics. And Mike sits there and signs them all. He's like chatting with me while doing it. Hey, Tim, sign these. And he takes them over to Tim Seeley, and Tim Seeley signs them all. So I just thought that was funny because I was like, I just wanted one comic signed, not all of them. And uh, (laughs) yeah, that's just how cool JK was. But they were both very cool about it, too. And then uh, we got invited to go uh, to dinner with them, and we drank a lot more, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. Cool story, bro. It was. It was a wonderful story. It was uh, a good night. So, so I'm looking at the uh, New York Comic Con schedule because that's next week. Not the weekend this comes out, but the next week. And I see that there's a Ninjak Valiant Universe screening. Does that mean... Yeah, I think they're doing the first episode. So, so we're actually going to finally see this. Well, not us. Because I mean, I'm not going to be there, but... I think if you are there, you might see it. Well, we we will have somebody there. Some curious on the reporting. Um, I just really want to know what the fuck happened a couple of weeks ago, dude. Like, you know, I was talking with uh, with Jeff about that, and he had a, a theory about it. Posit- I mean, and it, it kind of makes sense that uh, you know he postured that it could have been a legal issue. That stopped them from being able to show the trailer, hmm. um, and like he saw that as a cause for bigger concern. But then I was thinking about it. And don't you remember when they first were announcing that stuff, and Ronnie was like losing his shit because they used the name John Morrison, and that is oh my yes, I forgot thought, about like, that. I thought about it. You know, it could be as simple as they put that name in there, and WWE sued him for it. Mm. 
or at least put a halt to it. And I mean, honestly, it could be that they just, you know, like the the cost of getting that like ready to go back out, not always so easy. Maybe I don't know. Uh, whatever reason. I mean, it does seem odd, but if I mean, if they're going to be viewing an episode, that means that they're getting somewhere with it. But but that's the only thing that really makes sense to me about why they would say, hey. Here it is. It's coming tomorrow, and then that day comes. Oh, sorry, we can't show you. Well, I mean, it, they've been working it for a year, right? So surely they are done. That would I would hope so. Right? I mean, what is it like? Eight episodes? Ten episodes? They're like fifteen minutes apiece. So it falls right in that mini series range. <laughs> is that ongoing? Well, I mean, it's like the the length yeah. of almost a movie. Is a movie an ongoing? No, a movie's not an ongoing. A movie's a one-shot. Unless you get a sequel. And then it's a series of one-shots. Yeah, they finished photography like four or five months ago or something, so... Mm. Dude, I hope it's good. I'm I'm to the point where, like... Waiting a year for this thing to be screened, I'm almost to the point where I just don't care anymore. That's um, what you tell yourself, but it's going to come out. You're going to care. Well, you know why you're going to care? You know why you're going to care, Martin? Tell me. Livewire is hot. Livewire is hot. Oh my goodness! I'll give you that. I will give it's you all that. It matters. It's all it matters. I think. Uh, well, I think it's going to help though, because I think once I see it, like I've been so bummed out that they haven't shown anything. So I'm to the point where I don't care. But when it comes out, because I don't care, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it's better to be kind of at that point where you're not, you don't have heightened expectations where you go into it and you you just continue to build them up. Because at some point you either have to keep building your expectations or you have to just say, screw it, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to drop expectations because I'm not going to concern myself with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of at the point where I mean, now all it can be is is enjoyable or meh, you know, as compared to uh, if you built and built and built your expectations, then you'd be like, this is terrible if it wasn't good, you know. Yeah. I mean, it could be good if you criticize it at that point, so. Yep. You know, it's just like uh, just like the guy that sat behind us when we went to see Aliens versus Predator years ago. Ruined his summer. <laughs> Alien versus Predator was was not good. Dude, I love that movie. What are you talking about? Then my friend stood up, turned around, yelled at him to shut the <laughs> fuck up. The guy uh, was very large. I hate when people ruin movies, though. We went to see It tonight. It was freaking great. And I hate Stephen King, so that says a lot. Go see it. Can we wrap up? Are we done? Hey, so, can I jump on a point from earlier, which is just that I, I think, um, sorry, my, my thing is glitching out real bad. Uh, yeah, you're, are, you're, are you're a little delayed. Yeah, sorry about that, dude. I, like, I miss most of Paul's thing, but. You're fine. Anyway. Okay, so, so my, my point only is, is just that, like. Whether good or bad, I think it's really important that they deliver something because, especially teasing the trailer like they did uh, and teasing 
in the series a year ago. Like, I think that, that what they don't want to do is find themselves in a situation where hardcore fans basically take news that they drop and then are just like, yeah, yeah, fucking right. We'll see, you know, which is, I, you know, real talk. Like, like I, <laughs> I, I'm curious what's happening with the movies, you know, like, like that's where I am with the movies. Every time there's movie news, I'm like, yeah, well, I'll believe that when I have one piece of hard evidence that it's going to happen. You know, I don't think they can they can have all kinds of things that they promise well in advance and tease you and build up the anticipation and you're like out of froth and then uh, nothing materializes. That would be a big problem. Yeah, every undelivered promise just kind of chips away at the, uh, you know, the the strength of your fandom, I guess. You know, I mean, like. It keeps on chipping away at the enjoyment, like every little thing that doesn't come through, and you know, little things aren't a big deal, you know. Some things, but then you get, you know, like they had those uh, CK whatever the fuck figures. Um, yeah, the CK like, oh, lab was awesome. And they finally came out with the second one, and they never came out with anymore. And then, oh, oh, they're gonna get pop figures. Okay, so that that explains why they never did more with this other thing. They're gonna do pop figures. That's good because that's like you know, mainstream geek shit. Uh, and oh, th- these are the ones they're going to come out with, and they come out with faith, and that's it. And they're, the other ones haven't surfaced. Uh, See, the, the that's funny. That I, I forgot yeah, about those. Yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah, it's been lo- it's been long enough now, but it's, uh, like the one thing that they do well, and the reason why I think that people haven't really gotten fed up is that the books always come out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the the individual issues always come out on time. I oh, believe yeah. the trades always come out on time. Yeah, the uh, only the thing that gets delayed is the hardcovers. Yeah, yeah, and that's a little bit different. Like that's kind of frustration, but like that's even one where like it kind of builds the excitement because people just get more and more anxious for them to come out. Plus, those are collectible enough, and with the ones that are out of print, that uh, you know, like there's like people want to get those so they don't miss out. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they're they're still doing good in those areas, and that's why we're not just as fans getting fed up. Um, you know, to talk about another publisher, uh, Black Mask. Oh boy, kids walk into a bank, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I read the the first couple issues of that, I was like, this is pretty cool. Then the third issue came out like a year later, and I was like, I don't care. And then the fourth issue came out shortly after that, I was like, I, yeah, I, I don't care. It's it's done. It it killed itself completely. I don't care at all. Uh, earlier in my comic reading days, uh, I was getting uh, what the fuck was it? I think it was Wild Blue Yonder. IDW was publishing it, mm-hmm. and same thing where it was coming out just fine. And I was like, "This is pretty cool." And then delay, delay, delay doesn't come out. Okay, I dropped it. I don't care. And eventually, like you know, it started coming back out again. I didn't get it. Came out in trade. I I don't didn't care about reading it because it it just. It, you know, when you don't deliver, you ruin it. It's so like with those instances where it's like, this is one title. Well, that title's going to kill itself if it doesn't deliver. Mm-hmm. So Valiant is a publisher. They've delivered consistently with those books, which is, you know, keeping us in as far as that goes. But, I mean, outside of those books coming out, you know, everybody's lost faith in everything else because there's been no delivery on anything. Mm-hmm. So once it start once they start delivering stuff, then you're gonna start seeing a lot more enthusiasm, and 
um, you know, the, the more enthusiastic you are about stuff, the more positive yeah, you're going to be. Yeah, so about I think the, the Ninjak series is important, dude. That's Yeah, totally. Is the Ninjak series coming out is uh, is going to get people? I mean, they're they're going to be happy that it's coming out. It's going to be seeing Valiant in a new medium that we haven't seen before. It's going to make people feel like the movies or yeah, something sure. that actually can happen, mm-hmm. and it's going to make people more excited about the books. Yeah. Tell him, Paul. I think I, I think Travis is having trouble talking. Yeah, I think he is. He's, well, he's got a little it, delay. It's going to be such a good, like... Uh-oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on trying to finish his thought, because I'm like, okay, well, he was saying this, so he cut out, but I'll say what he was trying to, and I hopefully I was at least close. I guess uh, I guess we should call uh, call this tonight. Yeah, we're on the same page. Okay, there we go. We got confirmation from Travis that I know all of his thoughts. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we should wrap it up. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Oh, a quick side note before we wrap it up, just to prove that I'm in Travis's head. He sent me a book. I read some of it. wasn't really my cup of tea, so I sent it on to somebody else. He messages me after I already mailed it, asking, "Hey, why don't you send it to this guy?" That's exactly <laughs> who I sent it to. Really. Yep. Impressive. That is impressive. All right. Well, Great we're, minds, we're going to wrap it up then. You've been listening to the one, the only, the Valiant Central Podcast. You can find Paul on Twitter at Who's Paul? I'm at Geekvine. And Travis, uh, he is at The Great Magnet. Uh, of course, we collectively yeah. are at okay. Valley underscore Central. Yes. Oh, I was just going to uh, see if I could plug uh, the the website where I post my reviews. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to post them late this week because I've been podcast heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, comicsthegathering.com. Uh, you know, I'm posting them every week. Uh, we got good value coverage there if you want to read reviews and a bunch of other stuff. So thanks. Great. Comics the Gathering. Go there and check those out. And of course, you can check Jeff out at uh, on the VCR podcast. At uh, what's that? Only the Valiant. That's true. Yeah, just go to onlythevaliant.com, and you can see uh, you can check out that podcast. I guess if you have to, you can go there and check that out. Oh, what's great is if you don't like it, you just put it, uh, you know, tape over that little tab hole, and then you can just record right over it too. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. Anyways, that's it. We're done. We'll be back next week.